The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, anybody? God, I guess. Baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh. The Boilers got a walk-out, baby. The walk-out, baby. Carson Edwards. Oh, good hammer time. Bring it down. The big, bad, burly bowlers take the lead by four. Shot clock down to nine. Klein can't dribble himself free. He's going to have to take a long one. Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh, he's done it again. What's going on, Boiler Nation? I'm sure everybody's just as thrilled as the three of us are. Woo! So we decided to do a rare uh, live show right after a game. We've never done this, I don't think. I don't think we tried about a couple times, but we didn't do it after. I feel feel like we did this like three years ago, four years ago, whenever maybe maybe the first time we did did last year. We did it after the Bob Knight game. We did like a Uh, day later. Yes, that was our highest uh, viewed show i believe we've ever had so maybe maybe it'll get broken tonight who knows so but welcome i wasn't even nervous (laughs) was that that iu or was that nebraska tonight i don't know just a normal game yeah oh man it's uh you know i just going in i was confident i know i told you guys 77 66 i think i actually said that the other night on the podcast you were pretty freaking close. I was close. Uh, 81-69 was the final. So Way it's now been 1,790 days. You got to go back to February 20th, 2016, since Indiana's beat Purdue in basketball. Purdue's won 11 of the last 12 in the series. Eight in a row now, including the last five in Bloomington. What's it now? How many? Like 11 of 12 or something? 11 of 12 in the series. Yeah. Yep. It's Archie's, uh Archie's Nice domination. I think it's getting close to the uh, longest streak over Indiana in the last 100 years. I think it's pretty close. So, And I don't know. 
I feel like uh, Purdue's kind of on the upswing the next couple years too. I, I feel like I feel like it too. Uh, I watched the game at my parents' house and drive back home. I just kept thinking, man, we got Caleb First coming in next year. Trey Kaufman Wren. We got Fletcher Lawyer of the year after that. We I got know you um, have Ivy Gillis Newman. Plus, you can see yeah, Ivy's experience. potential tonight. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I mean, technically, like Painter said in the post game, we have no seniors this year. Technically, we won't have any seniors next year. Mm-hmm. Because nobody loses a year now, I doubt many, if any, of those now juniors will come back in two years. But you never know. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind a couple of them. Yeah, sure. Heck, the way Trayvon Williams playing, I don't know if he'll be back. Next yeah. Year. I don't know. But I know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Garza came back. I don't know if he'll, he'll, he'll ever be a guy who last in the pros but man he's really starting to play well i mean yeah he uh, just like when he hit that jumper i was like man he is really fun to watch and andrew i know you said in our our group chat that he's slowly becoming probably one of your favorite players and i was like yeah i that i'm getting there too or he's just he's just fun to watch great I hand. Like him, but yeah now he's just dominant the last like i don't know i totally forget i feel like the last like season and a half where mm-hmm. he's just kind of you can just tell he's kind of could see it because I remember when he came in, I mean, he was, he needed, he needed to get in better shape, but I mean, he had the touch. He was pretty athletic for how big he was. And I mean, he was just unique, very unique. And you can tell. He got great hands, great rebounder, great passer. Um, there was, he could shoot free throws a little better. But. There was one pass that he caught. I have no idea how the heck he caught it. Like he threw it was like a lob to them until like four IU guys and Trevion <laughs> somehow came down with it. And I made know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Trayvon, speaking of Trayvon, he was 9 of 15 from the field, according, assuming these stats aren't truly final, but pretty close. 9 of 15 from the field, 22 points, uh, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, uh, 2 turnovers, and 4 of 9 from the free throw line. Did, um, I, remember, I honestly have not watched much of IU before this. I've watched a little bit, but not much. I've and I'm reading about it. Uh, did they like the first five minutes of the game? Did they really go after like the offensive glass more than they ever have? It felt like, and then they kind of backed off. They're like, usually pretty good offensively because usually it's, I mean, race and trace, or yeah, they, they usually crash, and especially race, he crashes the boards pretty, pretty aggressively. Well, it, I mean, it, even someone like Galloway, I mean, he's yeah, just around like a co rec player out there and just being scrappy. I, I felt like the first five minutes they were dominating. Purdue was struggling defensive glass, mm-hmm. and then it kind of became – it almost seemed like IU was laying back to get back on defense and not crashing the offensive glass as much. So I didn't yeah. know if that – it just seemed like a, a, a very clear shift. Like I mean, probably, I'm sure it was Purdue and Painter getting on the guys to box out, but then it seemed mm-hmm. more so like IU was content with getting back on defense. Yeah, I, I thought – I was a little worried about how this game would start just because – you know, I mean, it's been, you know, four years, almost going on five years since they've beaten us. I know they want this badly. Um, I mean, do they though? I mean, I mean they were, they were, I mean, I was reading or before the season started, they were interviewing, you know, players like Galloway and, you know, especially the newcomers. And they were saying like, this was the game that they're looking forward to the most because they're tired. They're, they were, you know, they've, they've seen the games plan out and they, they're tired or, you know, they're going to a school that's been a losing end. And at least according to the younger guys, um, but so they've had this circled for a long time, as much as I'm sure some of our fans don't want to admit that they they care about this game a lot. But they, well, plus they a, just, well, yeah, and plus a bunch of them have played a bunch together. I mean, Hunter, yeah. Sasha, Newman, Franklin, Finnessy. I mean, they're yeah. all 
I mean, for, I mean, Franklin and Isaiah are best friends. And, and Newman I, and Franklin I, played on the same team. And yeah, Isaiah, and Isaiah, and Hunter's Trace friends Jackson, or somebody. Yeah. Yeah, Isaiah and Trace, they played on the same AAU team. So I mean, all these guys, you know, they, I mean, they're all good friends. Yeah. Oh, friends. <laughs> friends, and they go to that other school. Got a couple comments here from Skip. Um, said Mason, uh, early season sleeper MVP. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, thank God, Archie was Johnny Hustle, ACC point guard that can't teach game awareness. Great win. Brantley needs to teach. Der- uh, deliberate. Deliberate, thank you. Uh, line drive. It's getting late. Banks high off backboard as means for assist for easy putbacks or dunks for Trey. Exactly Trey. Yeah, I agree. Mason, Mason's just doing. He does a lot of the little things. I mean, just something that you know it doesn't fill up. I mean, I'm trying to think what he, he had seven, seven points, two or three from the field, oh one from three, three or four from free throw line, six rebounds, one assist. He did have four fouls in 27 minutes. So, and he got a bloody lip. He did. And Skip also said 1925 to 1935 was the last time we had this winning streak, which had national championship and the decade greatest player a part of that streak, uh, referring to John Wooden there. Yes, sir. So, yeah, making some history. It's uh, – you're just going to the game. I think I was just so confident because I just think Matt Painter is that much better of a head coach than Archie Miller. Yeah, that's yeah. what I felt pretty good after. I mean, I know first half didn't end great with – Purdue stretching the lead, and then the last like four minutes, it got cut to four. Um, I really wasn't all that worried. The same thing, Tan. I just knew that, like, okay, Painter, Painter's just the better coach. He's gonna make adjustments. And I just my my worries. I was obviously as Sonia is not confident in this game, but I'm also not confident in a lot of games. I feel like, um, and just again, I was like, man, we've had the streak. It's just, just too good to keep going. I just feel like it's, uh, something's got to stop eventually. It's gotta, it's gotta it's gonna suck I don't know. Does it have to? No, <laughs> but I was just like, man, I could just see, you know, them coming out hot. You know, Franklin was back in the lineup. Um, we did not look like his ankle was, ankle was bothering him at all. I mean, he had, he had some, a couple of really good drives and some good moves for step backs. And, um, you know, they weren't hitting, we were hitting like crazy. Like, I think we were like, like seven or 10 from three, and we were up four after the half with Trace Jackson sitting on the bench for about 10 minutes of that half. And that didn't make me feel good. And I was like, okay, water's going to find its level. We're going to go, you know, three of 10 and from three in the second half, they're going to catch fire and it's going to kind of even out. But I mean, they shot, I mean, we shot 65% from three, which is stupid. Um, and they were 17%. So it's, yep. it was, well, we they're not like a great shooting team. Like they're better you know, than they've been, but they're not a good. They had, they had some other looks. That's usually when they really take advantage is when guys like Hunter Franklin and Finnessy can, and even um, Durham, Really make people yeah, pray when they they're streaky. They're when they streaky. Over, yeah, when we overcommit to guarding the post, and but thank God that he's going to hit tonight. It'll be interesting to see what happens to IU going forward the rest of the season because I mean, yeah, tough stretch, tough so, stretch, and, and and like I've been saying, this year it's so wacky without crowds and stuff. These coaches really got to get their guys up to play, and the guys got to get themselves up to play. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing some teams in the Big Ten start to fall off, and maybe mm-hmm. they could be one of them. Yeah, their bench was. I mean, their bench was definitely feeding them energy in that first half, especially when they cut the lead and you know we got up to nine, and then all of a sudden they got it right back down to, to six, and then eventually four for half. And 
I mean, they were creating, they were definitely creating energy, but definitely, yeah, the second half, you just tell, like, once they started missing shots, it was, you know, it just felt like it was dead. That was a, you know, I really haven't, I have noticed, obviously, crowds not being at games this year, but this was the first game where I was like, well, this is, like, this is weird, because I mean, you should just, you know, obviously, that place holds 17,000 people, and they pack it out only on the important games, um, and, uh, yeah, it was just weird not to hear, you know, the boos or them going crazy, you know, on some of Trace Jackson's moves and, and lungs and stuff, but back to back games, I'd say, because th- without the is on there, that was weird up in yeah. the Redmond Center. Yeah. Um, but when's the last time Purdue had two back to back road wins in the Big Ten? I mean, probably, when they won, probably when they won the Big Ten. So yeah, I'm that Indiana back to back. This is only two road wins so far this year, which is, yep. I mean, I mean, I, I thought, you know, Brian Newbert brought up a really good part uh, or good point, Golden Black, of, you know, was this Michigan State game similar to the Wisconsin game two years ago where we were struggling or very inconsistent. We found a way to win at Wisconsin. And then just obviously we know the rest went on to win the big 10 and, you know, make a, a deep tournament run. Not saying I'm, I don't think this team has that capability, but I mean, it's weird that things have happened. Uh, but I mean, we put together two solid games so far. I mean, I, I, Michigan state game wasn't really solid, but it was a, we grinded one out. And this one was just, I mean, it's hard to complain when you shoot, 11 of 17 from three. Absolutely. I mean, coming off a game where he hit three of 24 up at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So, still interesting because there were, I mean, they still had 14 turnovers. You can see that there was, they definitely had stretches. So, of the 40 mm-hmm. minutes, maybe there was five to 10 minutes of it where it was fair, where it was sloppy and they had yeah. moments where they're kicking it around and they, they missed some opportunities to blow it open. Oh, yeah. Junior. 100%. So that's what it's like. It was like it was it was good because I mean they had the lead from yeah. literally the start basically. Uh, I have to remind myself when it gets sloppy like that that these guys are young. Oh yeah, they're learning. Oh yeah, but but we saw a lot of young guys but step up today. So there was it was frustrating was when you see the older guys making dumb passes. Like I Correct. know Wheeler had some just really dumb passes that was really frustrating. Um, Hunter had a couple. Mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, I remember late in the game, Travion trying to get a little fancy and do some no-look pass. It's like, I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. there's time and place for those. Yeah. And, that one time when Gillis cut, just a basic bounce pass yeah. would have worked there, and he gets the, yeah. does the no-look, which I think Gillis is the best cutter on the team. He doesn't yeah. always catch the ball cleanly, but he just, he finds ways to get open. Um, plays some, hard. Of the passes, some of the passes to him are – Line, really like, difficult ball yeah. that he's like no chance to catch. I mean, unless it hits him like in the chest. Yep. Yeah. Like there, well, there was one under the basket where he had a great cut that I think Trevion zipped there. That was like nope, good idea, but not not gonna. Yeah. Skip with a bull prediction here, saying Ivy will be triple double guy by March if Hunter and Thompson stall or pound the ball without purpose. He's aggressive. Well, it happens, but yeah. uh, triple double. That's. Uh, that's pretty rare category there, but uh, never know. Trying to find what. his stats here. But man, it's just uh, feels good. I I, <laughs> I don't know what else to put it. Uh, oh man, I would like to see. I mean, it was a little. I mean, I was hoping to see you do a bit more. I mean, he had he only had only took four shots. Yeah, uh, he kind of struggled at times. He yeah, kind he of. Struggled. Hoop tonight a little bit. Yeah, there's one time he had a good look, you know, a good little hook, and it just didn't fall that. It just didn't fall, which is going to happen. Um, him and Thompson were the only two that played but didn't score. More Thompson than had two free throws. 
Yeah, that was. I was, I was like, I was like, man, if you're gonna do anything on the while you're on the court, make your freaking free throws. Like you're, you're a good shooter. I know when, when, and they had, they had, they had, they had, they had multiple times that they could have fouled Trevion there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he makes his two at the end. I mean, Trevion yeah. and Newman made them, but uh, who missed? Uh, Thompson missed. Who else missed? Trevion missed some also. Yeah, he but okay, no, he made it at the end. The first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Morton had a three. He only took one shot, and it was a three that he made that. I'd, was a little terrified when he took that shot. But Ivy's uh, two deep threes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he hit another one after a foul. So, I mean, he was yeah. feeling tonight. You could tell. He was start, start of the second half, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you had Gills with seven, Hunter with 11. I thought Hunter was great. This game he only scored 11, but it was the first half. He was big. Um, it, was good to see him. Yeah, it was good to see him knock down some shots. And I know he really struggled the last couple of games. Um, hopefully this gets him going. I mean, he you know, he's played really well in these games the last couple. I mean, really last, especially last year. Um, and when he, when he's going, we're we're a different team, that's for sure. Newman had yeah. twelve, um, six of six from the line, which is awesome. Two of three from three. He had some big threes to start the game. Uh, had two really great. The only count, the only credit him with one block. I thought he had two blocks at the end, um, but at one block, two steals. Um, did have three turnovers, uh, but had six rebounds. I mean, he's just that was just a solid performance from him. I mean, really, we had some young guys step up. I mean, Sasha only had eight points, but it was two of three from from three. Um, he fouled out. Did he? Did, he didn't two, start the second half, right? No, mm-hmm. Ivy did in his place. Yeah, I would be surprised if that was because of the technical foul, which was a soft. It was a weak technical foul, double technical. Who got the technical on IU? Race. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I mean he's the one who was pushing, but then I felt like they like the announcer I mean, really, was very confused. Like the fact that they, they even kept, gave him the race. I mean, I could see them giving something to, to Sasha because Sasha initiated I mean Sasha fell into him and race might have bumped, you know brushed him off and Sasha kind of went back at him and then race was just like, you know, what are you well, doing? The thing, the thing that bugged me was the reason Sasha bumped Sasha got his ankle rolled up right, and Ankle hopping no, around, yeah. and he kind of just fell, and then race pushed, and then Sasha pushed. Which I get why they wanted to stop it. I mean, of course, you don't yeah, want to ship, especially with COVID. We're seeing more stoppage yeah. of, of things like that really quickly. But to call two technicals, I thought that maybe to call foul on both. I, that was, that I, I think that's really nothing. I think you just yeah. break it up. I mean, especially yeah. nothing, nothing had happened like that earlier. You know, if something had happened like that earlier, that's when the ref should, should sure. say warning next time this happens. You know, technical. Sure. Just kind of like in baseball, you know, you hit a, you hit a batter and you give them a warning. But yeah, that was, that was officials. Do we really expect anything better at this point? God. And the announcers, we've had that crew back to back games on Fox Sports One. I don't. I'm I'm glad we're not on Fox Sports One for a while. I'm tired of those guys. Well, I, tweeted, I tweeted from our account. Would you rather have those guys are Bardo? Yes, I. I okay. <laughs> Bardo. That's why at least somebody here. else can drown him out. I put. I, I mute. I watch probably seventy five percent of the yeah. games on mute. I should sync my phone up with the time and pause my TV to listen to Rob Blackman and Bobby Buckets. I should, but I never do it. So, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Purdue's got doesn't have much time to rest. They're back at it Sunday. Assuming this game happens Sunday against Penn State, uh-huh. Penn State hasn't played a game since December thirtieth. They've had the last four postponed. Purdue hasn't played a home game since Christmas. So wow, yeah, you're right. Wow, so, uh, I knew it had been a while, but so we're gonna have a bunch of home games coming up here towards the end of the season. But we don't get two in a row like we thought. We thought we we're gonna get Penn State at home in the Michigan next Friday. Well, we have now a trip to Columbus next Tuesday in between. 
because that's hopefully makes room for Nebraska the following week would be Nebraska Minnesota at home. It's weird. It's just one of those years where schedules are already getting flip flopped and changed around. But uh, four four games in the next nine days, including ending it with Michigan, which is yep. freaking hundred Dickens, hundred Dickinson. Let's watch the games Wisconsin. I, I love the fact that they'll come in most likely undefeated in top five. I love the challenge. Only yeah. time we play him this year. Yeah. Why not? Good, good time to uh, make the nation aware of Purdue this year. That's going to have another 36-point game from Travion again. Okay. <laughs> he's rolling right now. I mean, yeah, he's he sure playing well. But Double-double tonight. As he's playing, he wouldn't make first-team all-conference right now. So Yeah, which is just, I mean, just testament to the yep. how stupid deep the conference is, which – do you, do you guys think that Archie Miller will be Indiana's coach next year? Yes. Yes. After that, no. I think he gets one more year. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree with that. I think he gets kind of a pass, no matter if they make a tournament or not, just because it's a weird year and everything. But it's and extremely hot next year. He has done so little with so with much so talent. Much. Yeah. I mean, he's had – I mean, obviously made the first watch with Romeo Langford, who was – you know, top 10 player in the nation coming out of high school, McDonald's All-American, you know, the next Damon Bailey, according to some of their fans or whatever it was. And Juwan um, Morgan on that team too. Yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, some of these guys too on, on the team now or on that team. Um, uh, Green, I mean, he was a very streaky shooter, but he was on those teams. Um, then you obviously followed with getting Trace Jackson Davis, five-star, or borderline five-star, all, you know, McDonald's All-American Mr. Basketball, you get Robert, you get Robert Fennessy, who's a just a solid player. Franklin's a solid player, but it's, it's, I mean, it's haven't really developed into. You know, How about Lander? Yeah, I mean, he he would probably, I know, I'm probably, he'd probably be Mr. Basketball this year just because of the bias. I mean, it it'd be interesting because there's really no usually an indie kid probably has or or an indie suburb kid has a better shot just because of the proximity to just being proximity for like the media. But um, I mean, this year, I mean, all the best players were, you know, the far reach, you know, far corners of state with, with what would have been Christian Lander. And then obviously first and Kaufman Ren, you know, those guys are all you know, not even close to Indy. It would have been interesting. I bet Lander would have been the favorite because he was the five-star probably would have been a McDonald's All-American yeah. again. Um, and he looked, I mean, I, I know he's a 17 year old, 18. He might be, 18, I have no idea how old he is, but, he looked awful. I just can't like his shots. Just and I, I think he's a pretty good scorer. I think he's a pretty decent shooter too, coming out of high school. But it's like my god, he doesn't play much. I've kind of watched the box score. He doesn't really play. Exactly. And I don't know the kid at all. And didn't follow him in anything. But sometimes these five stars, like we see in college football all the time, if they get on campus, they're not playing. They're out of there. Yeah. And this year, when you can transfer next year without having to sit out a year, maybe yeah. he looks elsewhere. I, I have no idea. No idea on that. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he gets a pass this year, Archie does, and then, you know, I would assume Trace Jackson leaves. I don't, I don't I think, think so. I would think, but, I mean, his stock is probably falling just because, you know, obviously you have the, you know, as a freshman, he did really well. He was a really good freshman, you know, borderline, you know, Big Ten freshman of the year, but he decided to stay. And then now it's just he didn't really show much improvement, I don't think. I mean, he's done. Nope. Trace. Jackson Davis. Well, I think he's I think he's majorly improved. No, he's improved, but 
I just not, not, not for the not NBA. Very, I mean, not an player. Yeah, like he's he's great around the rim within five feet. He's a great rebounder, but I mean, yeah, no jump shot. Awful with his right hand. I'm I would let him shoot jump shots outside of ten feet all day if I was a yeah, coach. And that's just not going to cut it in the NBA. I mean, maybe you know he'll get better. Obviously, when you can dedicate all your time to doing that and not having to worry about class or anything, but. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, I feel like he would probably probably could have been a borderline, maybe first rounder last year. But I feel like now it's I'm not even sure he goes in the first round. Well, and, but so now, does Archie get a pass with if he leaves? Because it's you know obviously a general, you know a talent like that is gone. But I, I don't know. And I know they've only got one kid coming in next year so far. I would I would assume he probably plays the transfer market heavily because he's missed out on a lot of you know obviously missed out on Kaufman. I know they missed on a couple other guys too. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. When it comes to NBA, it's always so hard to evaluate because NBA loves the young potential. Mm-hmm. And the longer you stay sometimes in college, the more you hurt yourself, which is just weird, mm-hmm. even if your skills get better. Um, like like I know everybody, especially with uh, events that have transpired lately with Caleb Biggie Swan again, everybody said, oh, you definitely should have stayed another year. That was his time to go. His ceiling wasn't getting any higher. He could have came back and done great at Purdue, but he wouldn't have got drafted where he did. Right. So, same thing with Carson. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. So there's not interesting, but didn't didn't yeah. want to get off on a, too much of a tangent about Indiana there because since we are, of course, a Purdue podcast. But yeah, absolutely. I, Let's get back to the Purdue. Okay. One more. I know we, we haven't talked a little bit about it. Do you think is this a kind of a jumping off game for Jaden Ivey? I mean, his 13. I, is that, I one, The first game before he got hurt, did he have 15? That's not a season high for him. Is it 13? I think he had more in one of the first early games, I thought. This was the yeah. best he shot the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he I was. He's shown the other two previous games. You know, he obviously I mean, he didn't score a lot last against Michigan State, but he made some critical buckets, especially in the first half when we couldn't throw it in the ocean. Um, so I think, I think, I think the biggest thing with him is just he needs to play. That, that's yep. just the biggest thing. I mean, same with I know Painter mentioned it on, um, it was Rayfield Davis's podcast about Morton too. Is like he just he just wants to play him just to get him in there and just to get him. You know, in the flow of the game, but not always with the best mix of players for the lineup. But man, they're going to have that with the younger team. But I think I think Ivy, the more he plays, this the the more impressed we'll be with him. Yep. And as you get kind of back into it, yeah. I like all these young guys. Usually on the team, there's a there's like one young guy. I'm like, eh, I don't really care for him. But I like all these guys. And it's just I'm not used to a Purdue team being this deep, and they're going to be even deeper next year. I no, it's, that's what. Agree. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, I like this team a lot. Just even one more year without any additions. We don't lose anybody. I know. So even just without adding Kaufman, Rennan, or first. Two top 50 players. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it's, it's, uh, it's hard not to just smile. One thing about the future pretty yeah. about the next five years should be pretty fun, I would think. So, but tonight felt good. Tonight, there's a lot of reasons to smile tonight. Um, and now I'm going to be wearing another Purdue polo to work tomorrow for sure. So. I mean, this is, I'm trying to think the last time we've had this long of a stretch between games against them. Cause now we're not, we're not playing them until March 6th. March. Or, yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Yeah. That yeah. seems early. Don't, don't we, I thought it was usually around Valentine's day. Yeah, usually, we, usually I feel like we always play like around this time. And, oh, then, was, and then again, second on Valentine's day. Yeah. Okay. yeah, usually. So right. I think, I think around this time, two years ago, is when we played uh, Romeo at, at, at Max. I remember the weather was awful that day, trying to drive we up there. We didn't play. Th- we didn't play down there. I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Or did we? 
Yeah, we no. did. He, he had like three points down there. That's right. Because he scored like seven points total. There's been yeah. seasons where we played down there once, but yep. hardly ever is it at Mackey once. And now it's not. It now every year it's twice. Thank I think, I think the last time it was at Mackey only was like 2013, my junior year. Harder game. It was on my yeah. birthday. I thought we thought that was gonna be the turning around point for that season, and nope. Yeah. That's what that's what no team, that's like no team from Indiana. Yeah, that's yeah. what no team from Indiana made the tournament. Yeah. Or maybe yeah, 2013, 2014, something. Like that. I don't remember. Which right now, if the tournament started, Purdue's probably the only. I think man, okay. If today Indiana probably gets in, but Purdue and Indiana probably get in. Nobody else. Why does IU get in? <laughs> who, who have they beaten? I know, Sanford. I know, Butler. I know. They beat Butler, a three and six well, Butler team. I know bracketology don't matter, but the other day I looked and you know Purdue's eleven seed, IU ninth. I'm like, how? The only thing I could think of is Purdue's bad loss to Miami because Miami's not good. I was watching the Fox Sports One uh, post game right before we hopped on here, and DeCourcy had I think on Monday his latest bracketology had us as a 12 seed as the last four in. And I think Indiana was also a 12, or they might have been like a 10 or an 11. But we were the last Big Ten in, last Big Ten team in because he had was uh, Maryland and oh, Northwestern. Yeah, I, I guess it'll change when IU loses like four of the next five or something. Yeah, they've got, they play Iowa next. And Iowa twice. They play. I think they play like Iowa twice in there. They play Michigan, I think, in there. Yeah, they're yeah, supposed man. to play Michigan State, but that was camp at Michigan State, but that was just postponed. I mean, we talk about how you have to bring it every night in the Big Ten, but it does look like Purdue's schedule on paper gets a little easier um, in about mm-hmm. two weeks. But yeah, I mean, I think Tanner, you hit it on the head earlier with like I think it's gonna be a lot like football season where. And you know, because you know you're not playing in front of fans, you know, games might mean a little less to some guys, and it's going to be really interesting to see how some teams respond. And you know, just in a short amount, of, you know, in a week or so, if like if they if a team goes on a little you know skid of losing a couple of games in a row and start falling, I mean, you look at Northwestern. I mean, they were that's exactly on, on, on top of the world, you know, three weeks ago, and now that <laughs> I even projected to be in the tournament by some people, and yep, it's I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan State. You know, comes back. Um, I was looking at this is not Big Ten, but Andrew Moore in your realm of the Big East. Someone said that Villanova hasn't played a game since December twenty third. Yeah, I could see that. I know they've been out for a while. I mean, Butler, Butler went up, and they're still ranked like in the top ten. It's like, how is that even fair? Um, It's like I think we really should see how the how the tournament is seeded, and like when you look at someone like a Villanova, which we probably we know is very good, but you know they played. You know, twenty five percent less games than you know a five hundred Big Ten team. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. Seeds might not matter as much this year. Just no. get in and play. Which is gonna be weird. Like if you're the highest seed, and all of a sudden you get like a especially like in the Big Ten where all these teams beat up on each other. It's like I don't know if I want to play a ten seed Indiana or Purdue in the tournament right now. Like that's gonna be some dangerous teams. Because I mean, I mean the uh, top four seeds aren't getting rewarded with location this year. It's all in the <laughs> yes. so I mean, I mean, and from that standpoint. Yeah. If there's if there's fans anyway, so if, if there isn't if there's fans, does location matter that much anyway? If you're not in like, so if Purdue's in Louisville or they're in Indianapolis, but there's no fans, yeah, obviously they'd rather be in Indianapolis because it's closer and it's more familiar. But like, is it that no? Big it doesn't really matter. But no. yeah, good point. Kind of debunked my point there. But I mean, I don't know if there's gonna be fans or not. I don't know that. Yeah, probably. Pro- yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't so, say. I hope they do what the Super Bowl is doing. I think I've heard the Super Bowl is going to do like healthcare workers or something. Yep. Oh, yep. that's cool. I didn't hear yep. that. 
healthcare work. I think that initially we're going to try to get like 20,000 in there. Um, and then they yeah, decided they really health workers instead. So I don't know what their final. I don't. I don't think there has been a final decision yet. But they got. I don't think so. There. I don't know. A couple that. weeks left. I mean, two yeah, not weeks away. <laughs> so, but I, I there will be fans. That, I mean, they won't have an empty, completely empty Super Bowl. It won't happen. Yeah. There'll at least be some fans there somehow. I mean, um, there's already fans at the NFL games, so exactly. It's easier to spread out outside in the big stadiums. Yeah. Um, so, but um, yeah, tonight was another fun one. Um, this wasn't really, I mean, we're still posting the audio for this, of course, but it wasn't an official really podcast. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to come on and kind of chat and celebrate. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week sometime with a more lengthy episode because we do have some football stuff to talk about, but that'll be next week. And, and Hopefully we have more football to talk about. It hasn't happened, but I'm hoping by next week we have a D coordinator and a, a new uh, new addition to the wide receiver room. So, yeah, a Rondo Moore clone. That would be nice. I don't, I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much because it's probably going to hurt. But <laughs> uh, but Purdue starts classes Tuesday, so got to know soon. Yeah, that was, you just, know soon. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I read Kentucky doesn't start till 28th or 20th. 25th. I think it's the same for like some of these guys who are trying to figure out if they're coming back or not. You know, a guy obviously like JD Dellinger announced that he wasn't coming back, but guys like you know, we're coming two guys, I believe. Anthony Watts and then Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo Neal. He's he's not coming back, but no. It'd be awesome yeah. if he did. If he, I was yeah. stunned he came back last year. Yeah, Watts would be huge if he came back from the middle. So, right. yeah. But but tonight's all about basketball. But I will say, ever since um, they let Diaco go, it seems like uh, some good football things have been happening. <laughs> so surprise. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna talk about basketball, but wow, Purdue football has some great. <laughs> I'm just saying they need some good mojo. They was getting killed online. It was bad. Hey, we're gonna talk about the basketball game, but we may have a football transfer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so we got Sunday versus Penn State. State, then Tuesday at Ohio State, then Friday at home against Michigan, and then we're not scheduled until the next Saturday against Minnesota. But I think they're gonna try to get Nebraska in there that week. So we've gone two and two in this four game stretch, which I mean, yeah. I would have taken probably one and three would have been a little disappointing, yeah. but I mean, yeah, get one. Probably this game would have been the one I wanted to get. Um, sure. I mean, I, this team's going to. I mean, kind of mentioned last podcast. Yeah, starting to gel. Last podcast, I kind of mentioned that. You know, usually probably around this like number of games is when we see Painter's team start to really kind of figure out. You know what they're all about, and I mean, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far, and I think Trayvon's taking this game to another level. Hopefully, we can. I know Painters talked about before, especially with the younger guys of, you know, it's hard for them to string together a couple of good games. I think we've seen Ivy do that and hopefully we can see, I think Gillis has been pretty solid for the most part. In most yeah. of the games Newman's been up and down, but hopefully I think, I think we're seeing an emergence of Ivy for sure. I think you just have to keep Trevion out of foul trouble. I mean, yeah. it's so much different when he's on, on the floor, mm-hmm. especially in the big, big 10 when, you know, Edie just gets, I mean, bodied up, and it's a lot harder to score on them than it is, you know, Valpo or Indiana. State. No disrespect to them, but it's just a different level of physical physical play in the Big Ten. Absolutely, yep. I thought everybody contributed pretty well tonight. Um, total yep. team effort. Um, I think it's only who played the most. We had a tie. Yeah, Hunter and Travion played thirty-two minutes. That was the most anyone played. Which is good. You want your juniors playing a lot, so. Mm-hmm. 
Trevion needs to be out there that much. I mean, that's yeah. his, his. I mean, Hunter needs to play a lot too, but it's it's definitely his, it's his team. He's yeah. I think stepped up in the leadership role. He's their best player. Offense needs to go through him because he makes good decisions. Mm-hmm. With the ball. Sometimes a little too flashy at times, but he makes good decisions usually with the ball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was it was a fun one tonight. Um, yeah. always fun to beat Indiana and and win down in Bloomington. It's uh it's Mackey South now. Hey, <laughs> I'm calling it that. It's five in a row down there. I'm just gonna keep calling it I uh, we all grew up with losing down there. Well, yeah, it's just year. so weird with the thing back, just like I mean, even what just a handful of years ago of like like winning down there was like holy holy shit we won down there like like we're gonna see this for another you know two or three years and now it's just like no went down there again <laughs> yeah no exactly it doesn't work <laughs> who, who, who was that game against who did we play red white team i don't know it could have been wisconsin yeah, nebraska. Been nebraska. I think it was nebraska yeah yeah oh man but uh, it's still always fun it's uh you know it was funny today at work we had a big meeting a zoom meeting and i was wearing a Purdue shirt and one another guy put a Purdue zoom background on and couple of the IU alums were on, and uh, one of them said, yeah, I would put my uh, Zoom background, but I can't fit all five banners in the background. Oh, God. Do you mean the ones before I was even born? And I was the youngest one to call and ever. Ooh, that's a good one. Yep. Collecting dust. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great you have them, but they're not exactly helping you now. So Exactly. Like, I, I always compare it. I'm a New York Yankee fan. But the only one I ever talk about 2009. I don't talk about the other 26 before that. No, I, I, I think I've said it even before. To, not sure, might have just been you guys, but like, I just feel like them talking about that, especially certain factions of their fan base, is just like, I mean, at this point, it's the 50 year old talking about how great he was in high school. It's yeah. like, it's, it's irrelevant now. I mean, yep. you know, these kids growing up have seen Butler in the Final Four more times than, than Indiana and Purdue. But I mean, when was the last time IU made a pass to Sweet 16? 2002. They're, they're when they made a championship. Yep. Yeah. It's Maryland. Two. Yep. It's uh, it, it just, I think what irks them is, of course, you know, they're supposed to be this blue, bro, blue bud prestigious, and they're seeing their little brother. I mean, 11 out of the last 12, eight in a row, five in a row in Bloomington. Getting what's the, the series? What's, what's the all time series at? I think they said on the broadcast one today. Point. Three and something, eighty something, yeah, something. But I mean, we're getting the top players in the state lately. Archie's not getting the. It just it's bugging. It's eating at them, and then they just can't take it. Because I I saw, uh, I think Fox tweeted a a, like a side by side of like the teams, like overall record, you know, or head to head record, you know, Big Ten titles, and obviously the national titles. It's obviously five nothing. And you see the comments, people are like, oh, the only one that matters is that last one. And they're just like, oh, get. Yeah, I, I mean. But uh, they even said it on the, the TV broadcast. I don't know if you guys caught it. They're like, oh, Purdue actually leads this series pretty handily. But I bet a lot of people nationally don't realize that just because of. It's true. Everybody yeah. yeah. IU has the. I mean, and a lot, of, a lot of those wins came like, I mean, 19, you know, 1900, early 1900s. But I mean. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 whatever the 2010 decade was pretty I, good. To, uh, I think it also gets under our skin. We they know we have a really good basketball coach in Matt Painter. Yeah, and transition from Katie to Painter was smooth, and they've been through four coaches since. And Katie and sorry, and Painter's what like early 50s. I don't know how old Painter. 50, yeah. Right on the top. Fifty. Okay, so he's 
good for another He's hitting this prime years at least right now. If if that, I mean, he might be five years from his prime as a yeah. coach. I mean, yeah, so. you look at. I mean, yeah, he doesn't seem like he's slowing down anytime soon. He doesn't. Yeah. Like he wants to leave. Um, I mean, I know. Uh, mentioned on the Rayfield Echoes podcast, we're going to be painted. That was a really cool interview, and he kind of talks about you know part of the reason why he why he why he turned down Missouri, and that was you know part of the reason was this game. So that was like you know no longer gets the channel. If you haven't listened to the interview, go listen to the interview on on Ray's podcast. It's awesome. Boiler um, up, it's called the title. Yeah, type of boiler up. Like, should be able to find 68 it. Network. I think as he joined that network, yep. but it's on it's on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Yep. Um, but he talked about you know he'll never be able to go into assembly hall as Purdue's coach trying to, you know, beat them, you know, beat that entire, you know, arena against who's against them. That was pretty cool. I mean, he's, you know, it's, fun, it's funny just as a, as a kid who grew up a huge IU fan for, and him and Painter to, you know, obviously go to Purdue and then now, I mean, he's, he's, he's Boilermaker through and through and it's, it's pretty awesome. And I, I can't imagine he'd leave ever knock on wood. No, I think, I think, I think, I think he's pretty well put. I mean, unless a Duke or Carolina, Backed up the Brinks truck, or <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Fit in the NBA though. No, yeah, no, no. I don't think. I don't think it's his mantra would would fly in the NBA. I mean, you see, like I just think of like someone like Kyrie or or Harden. Like, no way. Don't no. <laughs> joke. Um, don't broke. Good for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Matt's probably a lifer. I mean. He's on pace to pass Gene as the all-time wins. He's already got to one Elite Eight. You know, Gene got the two. I think he can pass Gene in most categories, and hopefully he gets Purdue to the Final Four, if not a championship, and he can be established as Purdue's best coach ever, which – Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at you know, the way he's recruiting now, and you know, I mean, people have, have documented you know, he's now benefiting from years of goodwill. I mean, like, I don't feel like anybody really – Hates painter that's in like the industry. I mean, like, he's a pretty, he's a good guy. I like, in general, I was like, get on knucklehead. There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the industry, or people who actually know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um. I mean, his involvement with USA basketball is huge. Yep. Um. I mean, yeah, people just like him, and and it, it, what's nicest too is you know if you're a kid being recruited by painter, you know he's going to be your coach. You know the entire time you're there. You know it's, mm-hmm. it's different at some of these other places where. Or even like at Indiana, you know, if you're a kid being recruited by Archie, it's like, is this guy going to be here? And you know, is mm-hmm. for one, I'm three feet taller than him, but is he going to be my coach for, you know, another two in two years? But uh, speaking of which, I, the, I, I almost tweeted, but I didn't just because I, I just didn't. I, I should have, but like, it's just funny. His belt buckle, Archie's belt buckle, because of his size, looked like a freaking cowboy belt buckle, and I just couldn't stop <laughs> laughing at it. <laughs> I'm just going to call him chin strap. Because he, where's that? Where's masks? Masks optional and assembly hall. I guess. Underwood was bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, 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 my girlfriend and I, grad. I've seen a lot of Indiana games, and yeah, he. That's pretty common for him. It's just he just doesn't. It's just a chin strap. I mean, I think Underwood's worse. Underwood just doesn't care, and he just, I think, just takes it off. And I can't remember. I can't remember if Fran was bad. I can't remember what Fran was like, but yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, Matt, Matt does a pretty good job of keeping the gator up. Yeah. I just laugh at uh, um, Lutz. He's got his gator like all the way up above his ears, and you see like the <laughs> part of his ball. <laughs> so he's about to go skiing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever yeah. works. So any closing thoughts? We'll wrap this up. I know I know we're getting we're getting late here. This feels really good. 
I said, I know I told you guys, I hate this game. I hate this game so much until this happens when we win that it's like, this is my favorite game of the year. But until then, it's my least favorite game of the year. I tell myself, you know, it's, it's just another game every year. And and even like the Michigan State game, like all year, I've been pretty relaxed during games, even like, you know, like the Indiana State game, or, you know, where they were like, we might lose this game. I was just like, eh, you know, it's fine. You know, the Miami debacle, I was fine. And then the Michigan State games, because I, you know, these two teams are, you know, my, my two least favorite teams. Yeah. On Earth, um, yeah, just yeah, it was good. To, it was good to get these two wins. Yeah, it's been a good the last seven days for sure. Yeah, for sure. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling against the uh, against the boiler up, hammer down. Keep it rolling against the Nittany Lions and the Buckeyes if we don't uh, record before then. So, uh, great win to great win, great night as always to be a Boilermaker. So, uh, brag to your IU friends, family, and coworkers tomorrow. I don't have any IU friends. <laughs> <laughs> I might not after tonight. So. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap things up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Boiler up, hammer down. Boiler up.